the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome along to episode 30 of the big Scottish football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How are you doing, Ewan? Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm very well, yes. We've just been talking about wrestling. Yeah. Can I just say this? I want to put this on the record. Mm-hmm. Anyone over the age of 18 who loves wrestling are weird. I remember watching wrestling Re- many years ago. Wrestling's one of the most popular forms of entertainment in the world. I'm not suggesting that it isn't a popular form of entertainment, but anyone over the age of 18, I'll give you 21. Anyone over the age of 21, 21. who loves the wrestling. Wait, what about 23? Yeah. <sighs> 23 We'll go with 23 Okay 23 is a good what, year What about 25 No 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 25, 25. I, think, I think once you get to 25, 25 you, you should be settled down Maybe have a, a long term girlfriend Look at Getting your own house <laughs> Getting onto the property ladder You can't be wearing Wrestling t-shirts <laughs> You can't be Watching the wrestling You can't be sitting up At 3 o'clock in the morning On Sky Watching the WWE Wrestling Mania 23 million I bet you there's a big crossover Between people who listen to this podcast And like wrestling You think there's a lot of people Who listen to this podcast Would be into WWE What is it F-R-E? E. WWE e. I think I think there's probably Quite a lot of people yes I liked wrestling when I was a kid When I was a kid It was Hulk Hogan yep. It was Bret the Hitman Hart It was Andre the Giant It was the British Bulldogs Remember the British Bulldog? Sadly no longer with us He's no longer with us. Davy Boy Smith, his name was. Davy Boy Smith. Um, can't remember the other boy's name. Because they were a tag team as well. Mm-hmm. British Bulldog tag team. I remember that. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Who was the guy that had the snake? Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um, who was the guy that had the, the face paint and the mad hair and he had all these tassels hanging from his arm? Ultimate Warrior. Oh, Ultimate Warrior. Loved the Ultimate Warrior. But see, that was when I was a kid. Randy Savage. Randy Savage is a good one. And I remember that K- no longer KFC had a promotion at the time with the WWF, as it was known at that particular time, and used to go and buy certain amounts of chicken to get yourself a Hulk Hogan. And I remember buying a Hulk, lots of chicken to get a Hulk Hogan. What do you mean to get a Hulk Hogan? Like a figurine? Or a like, figurine. Not, right. not the actual Hulk Hogan himself, but yeah. an actual figurine of Hulk that, Hogan. I mean, that and would was, be good. He was a stretchy Hulk Hogan. If you, you, you pulled him and he stretched. If you had, you know, numerous bottomless buckets of KFC and then Hulk Hogan just turned up at yours <laughs> hey brother hey, you've been eating chicken brother <laughs> it's me the holster uh, so anyway we're going to look back on a big round of fixtures in the Scottish Premiership and every other league as well we'll need to talk about that Dundee United howler at the weekend and it was so bad that Inter Callum has now quit the show he's gone he's gone can we not phone him to find out what he thought of his oh, dun- of the on, Dundee United keeper. He's on his holidays. I know he's, he's, he's on his he's holidays. He's having a week's holiday, so... You don't want to upset him. I don't want to upset him. Absolutely not. I mean, it was funny. It was hilarious. And there was an amazing sort of compilation video that somebody put together on social media of just Berigetti since he since he joined Dundee United and all the goals that he's conceded that have just been honking. <laughs> like, it's, it's not been a good time. Right, we'll look ahead to the Viaplay Cup final at Hamden this weekend as well. Rangers versus Celtic at the National Stadium and it is the first silverware dished out of the season. It's going to be a big one and in honour of the big day last week, we'll look back if Scottish football were Valentine's Day. Now, there was a bit of confusion, I think, over this, because a lot of them we can't actually read out on a podcast. They were disgusting. They, they were. They were. It was filth. It was it just was, pure, unadulterated Scot- filth. It was like if Scottish football were a porno. More than anything. <laughs> more than that. Va- if, 
if that's your level of Valentine's Day, your other halves are—they're in for a torrid time. I suspect they don't have another half, and they spend a lot of their time on Pornhub. Yeah, and I, t- I tell you what, like there was a one involving Blair Spittle, and I'm not—I'm not even going to go any further than that because it, it was—it was so yeah. graphic, uh-huh. even by my standards. So remember, you can get us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter as well at Big Football Scott. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Right, let's get stuck into today's episode so where would you like to start you and Cameron should we do in chronological order we'll do in chronological order and therefore alphabetical order so yes. we'll do that as well so we'll start with Celtic 4 Aberdeen nil at the weekend it was a walk in the park it was 4 going on 10 Celtic were in third gear they didn't even have to get out of third gear it was very easy for them I thought Aberdeen were poor again playing against Celtic I thought Celtic again are easily the best team in Scotland they're easy on the eye they score good goals I thought they were superb again so yeah Celtic winning 4-0 Aberdeen have got a lot of work to do need a new manager yeah speculation that Gordon Strachan could be taking over I mean that would be that would be blockbuster wouldn't it yeah I, I mean he's a good character great personality Although I didn't like interviewing him back in the day when I worked on the Real Radio Football phone and with uh, Alan Ruff. This oh. is the Real Football Phoning with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. Me, 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 me. Have I told a story about how we fell out being Gordon Strachan? Probably, yes. Did I tell you about the time that you apologised to me at a Wet 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 concert? Yes. I told you that? Yeah. Is this something that I've told on the podcast? On the podcast, because I started playing Angel Eyes from then until the end of the show, and pretending I was Gordon And Strachan. this is definitely on the podcast? Definitely on the so podcast. So I don't need to tell you the time that Gordon Strachan apologised to me. at a Wet 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 concert, yeah. It was after the gig when my wife and his wife went off to meet the band, me and Gordon were stood together. Did you know when he met the band? I, I was already pals with him. All oh, right, okay. Aye, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've got Marty's number. Aye, so wait, if wait, I ever wait, want to meet so. him, I can just phone him. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, not that I'm name dropping. Yeah. I've got quite a few decent names on my phone. Do you want me to read out some? I've got Neil Lennon's number. Right, okay. I've got David Murray, the former Rangers chief executive and owner of the club. I've got his number. Okay. Oh, go have, on. You, have they got a WhatsApp? Yes, they do. Can you tell me what the little bile says? <laughs> Let me type in Neil Lennon. Right, okay. N E I L. L-E-N-N-O-N He's not on WhatsApp He's not on WhatsApp He's, Hey I've, there, I've hey got, there look, I'm not using WhatsApp I've got to invite him Right, invite him No, no I'm not inviting in, him Invite him to use no. WhatsApp No, I'm not inviting him to use WhatsApp I'm not inviting Neil to do WhatsApp He's clearly not on WhatsApp for a reason right, David Murray, Chief Executive and Owner of Rangers Chairman but, you know. Chairman, uh, yeah, you know what I mean Yeah, so it's D-A-V I know how it works I'm just keeping you right he's he, has, not got he, has, he has got WhatsApp right, He has got WhatsApp, right? There's no contact info Ah uh, Craig Levine's picture is a cat Right, okay Look I don't know if that's a cat Oh, it's a dog It's a dog <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I spell things out for you Because you can't tell the difference between a, a dog and a cat his picture's a dog. Send him a message. No. And say, is that a dog or a cat? And you're <laughs> We're looking for clarification. Any other names? Uh, I don't know who's on your phone, you. Oh, so, uh, Nelson Mandela, <laughs> you got his numbers here on WhatsApp. Anyway, Rio Hatati. Yeah. Another two goals at the weekend, man of the match. Yeah. He's, he's not just a, a decent midfielder, but he's also good at fullback as well. That mm. boy's got talent, isn't he? He's got a lot of talent. Um, no Aaron Moy, David Turnbull, Kyogo was on the bench. But they are all fit for Sunday's match against Rangers, according to Ange Postacoglu. Um, 
15th consecutive win at home in the league. They've only dropped two points out of 19 league games. Aberdeen, on the other hand, seven straight losses for the first time in 24 years. <sighs> Let's move on chronologically to Dundee United 1 at St Johnson 2 it was a big one at Tannadice on Saturday Dundee United 1 it would have dragged St Johnson right back into it but they didn't because St Johnson won by two goals to one Stevie May with a double and I think obviously the second goal but the first goal as well I think the keeper was went right through him what's he doing? Dundee United played well they, d- they deserved to get something out of the game mm-hmm. They really did And see when they went to 1-1 You thought there was only one winner in that game That was going to be Dundee United But then their goalkeeper goes and makes an absolute howler I mean, if you've not seen this yet It's it's so bad I don't even know what he's, what he's doing It's like he's he can't see Stevie May as running towards him And then Stevie May slides in And then Berigetti just like lies on the ground And through sheer embarrassment Gets subbed off, I think Pretending he was injured Because there's no way he was injured it was just so bad. But why did he even pass it to Mulgrew in that position anyway? Mulgrew is on the edge of the box. He's got two St. Johnson strikers either side of him. And then obviously Mulgrew goes, what are you doing? Pass yep. it back to him. <laughs> Clear it first time. Why does he need to take the touch? I've got no idea. He takes a touch and then Stephen May slides in, scores from two yards. 2-1 St. Johnston. And not only is that a poor result for Dundee United, but it's also a poor result for Liam Fox, who's under all sorts of pressure for his job at Dundee United yeah because Motherwell have already been two managers this season Dundee United look like they might be about to bin another one St Johnson on the other hand have turned it around I'd have two wins in their last three they're five points off the top six they're clear of relegation now they're looking ahead they, not looking below them do you think top six for St Johnston I mean they've got some decent players haven't they with Stevie May Yep. who can score goals for them mm-hmm. and Nicky Clarkson there as well yep. they might have a wee outside chance of getting in the top six well they're five points off it at the moment and what's it another few games until the split so we'll see what happens elsewhere cracking result for Hibs on Saturday as well 2-0 winners against Kilmarnock we'll get to the sending off a wee bit later on yes, we'll talk about the VAR stuff um, but Hibs six unbeaten in the league and since they lost the Hearts on the 2nd of January four wins two draws pretty decent it's very decent isn't it brilliant result Matthew Hopps first goal good goal as well did you see it it was an assist off Lewis Mayo's face no but it was a good way he turned and swiveled and shot into the back of the net I thought he was very good I thought Hibs were very good thoroughly deserved their victory did the sending off have an impact on the result I'm not so sure it did and we'll get to that in just a second although when you play against 10 men it is a wee bit easier isn't it but I thought Hibs were the better team up to that point anyway Mm -hmm. and thoroughly deserved their three points Kilmarnock haven't won away from home in the league this season is that true? that's true all season. season? yep they've picked up two points oh that's a horrible record that's not great no do you know what see if they were to improve that they'd be quite safe by now yeah but they haven't so, so their home not. record and their plastic <laughs> pitch is helping them yeah absolutely it's an advantage for them playing on that piece of <laughs> that's a plastic <laughs> pitch at Kilmarnock Darren McKenna says VAR is doing my head in we'll hear from him yeah a wee bit later on. He was very angry. When we get to V-A-R-W-T-F, yep. wait until you hear Derek McInnes. He's not a happy bunny. Okay, moving on. It was Livingston nil at Rangers 3 on Saturday. Tavernier with a couple of goals, one from the penalty spot, one from a free kick, and then Kemar Roof rounding it off as well. Tillman, Jack and Lindstrom missed the game through injury. 
Michael Beale says it's by no means certain that they'll make the final on Sunday. If they don't make the final, they lose. Okay. That's an important part of the field. If you what don't about, stop what, McGregor, you lose the final. What about the banner that the Rangers fans put up? Two trophies in 11 years uphold the standards that matter. That's what it said. That was a dig at the board. Yeah. That's a dig at the board. Surely it's not it's good a, sh- enough. Surely it's a dig at Michael Beale as well. It's surely, not. Sh- surely they're talking about the standards that he was saying that we were upholding last week with the Partick Thistle incident and all the rest of it. Yes. That's the standards that we uphold. The Rangers fans are just making him aware that next week is very important and that two trophies in 11 years isn't good enough. And we would like to make that three trophies in 11 years this coming Sunday. That's the message. Okay. And for the Rangers players to see that and to give it their all, although it will be difficult because of their injury problems in midfield, but we'll talk about that when we look ahead to the Via Play Cup final. St Mirren won Ross County now. Final result on Saturday. Bounce back there, St Mirren, after defeat to Motherwell during the week. Declan Gallagher, um, his second goal after being called an Aberdeen reject. Declan Gallagher's loving that St Mirren are doing better than Aberdeen mm-hmm. and he's having a great he's having a great season isn't he yeah because they went up to uh, Pataudry and they won didn't they 3-2 they did and Declan Gallagher was loving every second of it first start for Simon Murray for Ross County on Saturday um, obviously beaten but with signings like that do you think they'll just I, about have enough I said to you on Saturday during the big Saturday football show I've got a feeling that Ross County might be alright mm-hmm. I still think that Kilmarnock are in a bit of bother and even though Motherwell have picked up a couple of decent results, they're in a wee bit of bother still. It's still very tight. What about Livingston? You said they would go down at the start of the season. What do you think? Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've got that one wrong. They're, they're, they're not getting dragged into any relegation battle. Although oh, their run, so, no. run of form at the moment isn't very good. Knocked out the Scottish Cup. League form has also taken a dip. I also heard from uh, very good sources that Nubley will be sold in the summer. Mm. He's too good for Livingston. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's move on to yesterday. And it was Motherwell 2, Hearts 0. Mate. A shocking game of football, I would say, first of all. Congratulations to Motherwell. Two wins in a week under Stuart Kettlewell. We'll start with that, and then you can get to Hearts in just a wee second. Stuart Kettlewell, is he worth a shout for the Motherwell job? No. You don't think? Nah. Why not? I thought they were poor yesterday. They beat Hearts. Yeah, but they were poor. The third best team in the country. Comfortably beat them 2-0. It was a poor game. All round, it was awful. It was hoofball from Motherwell. I suppose you've got to do what you got to do to try and get yourself out of trouble, to get the result, to pull you away from the relegation zone. I understand that. But for me, Kettlewell's not the answer for Motherwell going forward. I think the answer is Ian Holloway. I think Ian Holloway going in there would be a brilliant appointment. Been there, done it, got the T-shirt. And not only that, Ian Holloway has got great contacts down south to bring in some players. So I think Ian Holloway is the man to get the job, or even Grant McCann. He can't bring in players. The transfer windows closed. No, but when he gets some um, to the summer, right, and he can do his wheeling and his dealing, then I think he would be a great appointment. So that's why Kettlewell shouldn't get it. If Ian Holloway wants it, give him it. Grant McCann would be a good signing as well. He's another boy that's in the hunt for the the Motherwell job. So two decent managers who I think would do a decent job at Motherwell. I'm sorry, Stuart Kettlewell, but you're no the man. Even though he's won two games from two, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You need to look at the bigger picture and you need to look at what's the best going forward and I don't think Kelwell is that guy whereas I think Holloway is Holloway's not the job in three years doesn't matter I mean there's what's his name Harry Redknapp he was wanting the Leeds job he wasn't wanting the Leeds job I read an interview with him yesterday and he said I don't know where that came from no he said he wanted the Leeds job well he said obviously he was like, he was, he was like I would take the Leeds job if they offered me it but I'm never going to be offered it I haven't applied for it is what he said but he's a decent manager 
And it doesn't matter how long you've been in the game. That was my point. Doesn't matter how long you've been out the game. So you want Hanny Redknapp to be the Motherwell manager? <laughs> Redknapp or Holloway? Holloway I think yeah. would be brilliant. Holloway. Yeah. Do you not think Holloway would be a good manager in Scotland? <sighs> oh come on! I don't know. He did a decent job. Wherever he's been, he's done a decent job. QPR, he did all right. Blackpool took him in the Premier League if, and kept him up as well. If Holloway had, has done a decent job everywhere he's been, he would still be in employment. So that suggests he's probably not done a decent job for the last wee while. Maybe Motherwell need a character and personality like him in the dressing room. Do they not need someone just to win football matches like Shirk Outwell's doing? See, but, Motherwell made an error. Hamill was never ready for that Motherwell job. Holloway's ready-made for that job it's the job he's always dreamed of when God was making Ian Holloway he was like you my friend are I'm the one you are the one for yeah. the Motherwell position you're the chosen one let's get to the heart stuff hearts were rotten Xander Clark all over the place as well I know he made one really really good save but apart from that I thought he looked shaky and what's going on the jittery jambos We've been pretty poor in recent weeks, but we've been getting away with it because we've been getting results. You go to that but game... Whenever I pointed that out, you didn't really... Because you... you, you care for that opinion. It's hard to be critical of the team when you are winning because at the end of the day, it's all about three points and winning. But see, when you don't win, then you're reminded of the poor performances that led to that defeat. And that defeat was coming. And I think it's been like that for the last eight, nine games. We've not been playing great, but we've been getting the results. Mm-hmm. The game against Dundee United at Tynecastle, that sending off, Dundee United should have been out of sight before that sending off. They were outstanding on the day. Weren't particularly great against Hamilton. I said this and you were like, we were, we were embarrassing against Ra- We were embarrassing against Rangers. And then I thought we were poor against St Mirren and we drew 1-1 with them. We, we escaped with a 1-1 draw against St Mirren. And then yesterday, it didn't really come as a, as a huge shock or surprise based on our recent performances. Motherwell were obviously tails are up. Again, that's nonsense because I said to you on Saturday, obviously Motherwell versus Hearts tomorrow. Motherwell coming off the back of a good win. You're like, nah, Hearts have got plenty. We'll win comfortably. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I, th- I said it'd be tight, but I thought we'd win. Yeah. Based on, we've just got better quality. Here's the problem going forward for Hearts and for Robbie Nielsen and the management team. That 3-4-3 formation that he sticks to it's an absolute mess. I've got no idea whether we're coming, we're going, what the style of play is. I don't know what the tactics are. We're all over the place. Snodgrass looks isolated in midfield. We get overrun in midfield. There's hunger and desire from Motherwell that we didn't show any of yesterday. Shankland and Humphreys does not work as a partnership in that formation, the 3-4-3. And when you play a 3-4-3, you're asking your wing-backs, which are Michael Smith and Alex Cochran on the other side, to get forward and uh, put in some deliveries for Shankland and Humphreys. We don't have enough quality in the, the wide areas to play that formation. Teams like Rangers, they've got quality in those positions. Tavernier can put in a cross. Barisic can put in a cross. You look at Celtic with Greg Taylor down the left, Johnson down the right. Again, quality in the full-back positions. And that's them playing 4-4-2. So if you're playing a 3-4-3 and you're asking your full-backs to get up and support and to be creative, you need a wee bit of quality. And we don't have that in Smith or Cochrane. So- he needs to go back to a 4-2-3-1. 
That's what we need. I have no idea what position Shanklin's meant to play. Humphreys was at the sharp end of the attack and Shanklin was kind of like inside right with Barry Mackay inside left to give the fullback space to get down the flanks. And then you've got Snodgrass and Cammy Devlin who are isolated in the middle of the park. It was a mess. And it's been a mess for a while, yet we've been getting away with it. So what's, I, the, what, what's the solution then? I, well, my solution is a 4 2 3 one. So you know better than Robbie Nielsen. 100%. You, you know his not, squad better than Robbie I, Nielsen. I was on Jambo's kickback last night, which is a Hearts forum for, for the fans to have their say on all things Hearts. And the fans are screaming for Robbie Nielsen to end this 3-4-3 shambles that we're playing just now. It's not suiting our players and it's not suiting the style of play either. Go back to a back four. Sibick and Kingsley is your centre-backs. Cochrane is your left-back. And you've got Michael Smith at right-back. That's a solid back four. You then put Snodgrass and Devlin in the middle of the park. And then you've got a front four, a three and a one. You'd put Shanklin as your number nine. Ginelli off him or a switch between Janelle and Shanklin, and either side of them, you'd have a Forrest or a Barry Mackay. You know what I'm getting at here. We've got lots of options in the wide areas. You know, I've seen a bit on Twitter this morning as well. There's been people moaning about Robbie Nielsen, saying, oh, you can't criticise Robbie Nielsen, otherwise you get your head bitten off and all the rest of it. But Robbie Nielsen's done a really good job as Hearts manager, yes? We've got the third biggest budget in the league we've got double the budget that Motherwell have got and you're going to comfortably finish third and I'm not being disrespectful to Robbie Nielsen here but with that squad of players at my disposal I could manage Hearts to third place I could manage Hearts to third place with that squad of players that he's got and that budget that he's got he's making an error he is we've got a really good team see when I looked at our bench yesterday George Grant the German lad whose name I can't pronounce, Keo, it's for short. Again, good, solid central midfielder. You've got Forrest on the bench as well. You've got Kuehl, who is, we got from Newcastle on the bench. He's got options galore, yet his starting 11, he never seems to get right, and he only ever changes it in the 58th, 59th, 60th minute, and then he goes and makes the changes that he should have started with. I think he's a bit pig-headed. And I think he's sticking to what he believes in. And it's no working, Robbie. Yes, you can say, oh, we've got to third. And we're in third place. But Hibs are on our coattails. They're only five points behind us. Hibs, unbelievably, are right on our coattails to finish third. And if we're no careful, they'll catch us because they're playing really well just now. They've got a solid foundation. They're defensive. And they've got a threat going forward. We were shambolic yesterday, and if Robbie Nielsen doesn't get the wake-up call after yesterday, then nothing will. So, Robbie, I'm telling you right now, change it. Just to counterbalance that, last time that Robbie Nielsen left after leading you to the championship and then third in the league, how did you get on in between there? Well, that was Cathro. Yep, and then... And Craig Levine. And... What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? Can't mind. The German guy. Go and give me clues, don't tell me. Um, he's Austrian. He's... He's German. Oh, is he German? Pretty regular first name. Uh, I, I named Begins it. with what? D. David. A, no, but keep Daniel. It's the right answer. Oh, Daniel. Um, Do you want the first letter? Yeah. S. 
Stendhal is the right answer. Daniel Stendhal. Daniel Stendhal. Right, so my point was, Robbie Nielsen left to go to MK Dons and all the Hearts fans were delighted. They were like, oh my God, that's amazing. We managed to get money for him and everything. And then actually, what you brought in afterwards was was terrible. So you had to bring Robbie Nielsen back to get an adult back in the room to sort things out. Now, that's exactly what he's done. Is this not part of a building process? Is it not the fact that Robbie Nielsen, yes, he's trying these things out, some might not work. He does every week, mate. But he's, he's obviously trying things to try and take this team up a level. Have and you, not everything's going to work. Have you missed the point that I've just made? I, you and Cameron, of the big Scottish football podcast, with that budget, with that squad of players, I could manage hearts to third. It's taking us to the next step, the next level. That was a disgrace yesterday. We were all over the place. It was like we just met each other on the bus before we stepped off to go and play Motherwell. It was like we'd never been together. And that, that and, wouldn't that wouldn't happen here, under a Ewan Cameron's house. And here's another thing, right? We beat Hamilton the week before, 2-0. That was on the Friday night. He's had how many days to get that team prepared for the Sunday against Sunday, Motherwell? Sunday, how many days is that? Sunday, Eight days, Tuesday, nine days? Wednesday, Thursday. Friday. Saturday. Eight days. Eight days. Eight and days. that's what we've been working on. That's not good enough. It really isn't. Robbie Nielsen needs to pull his finger out and make a few changes because it's an absolute diabolical mess what happened yesterday. Let's drop down into the championship. A couple of games on Friday night. Morton beating Dundee by a goal to nil. So Dundee missing the chance to go top with a win there because Queen's Park drew with Wraith Rovers. And that means that Queen's Park ended up extending their lead over Dundee to two points, but Dundee do have a game in hand. But it's also well. like Queen's Park don't want to win the league. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to win <laughs> the championship so at this weird. stage. Because on Saturday, Air United lost at home to Partick Thistle. It's bizarre. Like, so it's just all over the place. So Partick Thistle, obviously, Chris Doolan in temporary charge there as well is he the man to take them forward? Well, he got a win on Saturday so that'll help him get the job if he's going to keep it until the end of the season do you think it's, do you think it's good getting someone like that in somebody who knows the club knows the, the club been there done it got the t-shirt and is loved by the fans scored so, loads of goals for like, them like Stevie Hamill at Motherwell for example yeah but they, they, they need this um, moment to find the next manager so he's in charge until then. But if he get does a good job, if like, he does a good job... Like Stevie Hamill did when he first came in, yeah? Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I know what game you're playing here, right? <laughs> I'm not right? playing any no, game. No, you're playing, a, you're playing a silly game, right? <laughs> right. Chris Doolan's come in right. and he's done a good job so far because they got a really good win against Air United. Mm. They won against the playoffs, and there's a good chance that yeah. Partizan could get in the playoffs. And again, be, yeah. they've got a decent squad, and I thought they were actually very good against Rangers in that 3 2 defeat in the Scottish Cup. Doolan is not the man going forward, but I'm right. talking between now and the end of the season. If he can get the job done and get them into the playoffs, and even if he gets them into the playoffs, they're not going to get promotion. Mm -hmm. But even then, well done, but you're not the man to take us forward. Okay. And we're going to get Sunday more experienced in. So you think. Given what you've just said there about Partick Thistle, Stuart Kettlewell should get to the end of the season, keep them safe, and then they should get somebody else in the summer. Yes. You think that's what should Unless happen? Holloway wants it right now. Because he was born ready for it. He was born ready for <laughs> he the wanted job. He wanted to yeah, spend he wants his time it. in yeah. North Lanarkshire. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Cove Rangers won, Arbroath won. So Cove staying eighth, four points ahead of Arbroath in the relegation playoff spot. That was a big, big equaliser for Arbroath because they Huge. were looking very bad until that late equaliser. Still in with a chance of saving themselves, but I think they're done. I think Cove Rangers, last couple of results, they're fine. 
you think so? They're, I only, really, four, they're only four points ahead of Arbroath I, I think that Paul Hartley has got in the rear He sorted out the mess and the shambles that they were in They were conceding goals left, right and centre Last couple of weeks, they've done alright I think they'll be fine Hamilton They're going to get out of it They won 3-0 against Inverness on Saturday Inverness, by the way, who went to Livingston and beat Livingston at Livingston 3-0 yeah. last week in the Scottish Cup. So Hamilton are on a brilliant running form. It looks like surely they're going to stay up. They'll stay up, and I think Cove will go into the playoffs, but Cove will do all right in the playoffs, and they'll stay up as well. Who was your man who wanted us to talk about Morton Moore? Ewan Boyle, um, who's a former press officer at Morton. So Ewan Boyle? Yes. That's definitely him. That's 100% him. So this is the Ewan Boyle-Morton section of the show, which we'll do every single week from now on. Yes. The Ewan Boyle-Morton section. Because he's a former media officer at Morton, who's now at Strathclyde Uni. Specifically asked that we speak about Morton more. So we'll make it its own dedicated section, the Ewan Boyle-Morton section. (laughs) Congratulations to Morton. Their win against Dundee on Friday night, which pushes them up to fourth in the table on 37 points, a point ahead of Partick Thistle, and only two behind Air United as well. So there you are. That's the Ewan Boyle-Morton section of the show. In League One this weekend, it was Clyde 1, Peterhead 0. So that moves Clyde three points clear of the automatic relegation spot. And Peterhead dropped to the bottom under new boss David Robertson. Elsewhere, Dunfermline 1, Airdrie 1. So that is uh, four points from six against Airdrie the past couple of weeks. I'm fairly happy with that. It looked like it was going to be three points again, but Dunfermline missed a late penalty, which means it was a share of the spoils. Falker beating Aloha by a goal to nil. Say that again. Falker being Aloha by a goal to nil They managed to cling on There was no clinging on Do you see the stats for that game? They're eight points clear of Airdrie Only five behind Dunfermline With two games to play against Dunfermline Win those two games Falkirk are top of the league They're not going to win those so two you, games So you, you've opened the door for Falkirk You've given them a wee bit of hope Falkirk play Airdrie away this Saturday That's a huge match Huge And you are playing? We are playing Queen of the South away from home Oh tricky under Marvin Bartley. Kelty Hearts 3, Queen of the South 0 on Saturday, so not ideal there. Kelty are only three points away from sixth and seven points off the playoffs now. They are well clear of other rubbish at the bottom. And it finished Montrose 3, FC Edinburgh 3. So Edinburgh back up into the playoffs with that point as well. So we'll see what happens. Very tight. The season. It is very tight for the playoff spot. Uh, finally, in League 2 at the weekend, it was Annan 2, Stirling Albion 2. Stirling coming from two goals down to get a point there and they played most of the game with 10 men as well. East 5, 2, Dumbarton 0, so defeat for the league leaders, which means Stirling managed to close the cap by a point. Elsewhere, Elgin City 0, Stranraer 1. Elgin City to Stranraer. That must be the longest journey in Scottish football. How long is it? Must be, must be. Let's have a guess then while producer Chris looks at the answer. Okay. Stranraer to Elgin. Stranraer is basically in Ireland, right? I think... How many miles are you giving? Are we going round trip? Are we going... No, just one way. One way. So if you're travelling from Stranraer to Elgin, how long would it take you? Not how long, how many miles is it? How many miles? I will go for... I'm going to say 220 miles. I'm going to go slightly less than that. I'll go 197 miles. The answer, 269 miles. I win that. You do win that. Well done. So that means, you and Cameron, as a round trip, 269 times two is... two. It's over 500. Mm, yeah, but specifically, what is it? 520 something? No. 530. 40? 538. 538. 538. How many hours is that to drive that? Five hours 31. Five hours 31 from Stranraer to Elgin. Have you been to Stranraer before? No. It's honestly so far away. It's so far you away. You don't recommend it. I mean, when you get there, it's fine. It's just like a wee 
town on the sea. Were the people like nice enough? Yeah, nice I went to a pub a couple they, of times. They yeah. don't want to eat you. They no, no. They've got quite a weird accent in Stranraer. How does that accent you. go? You know who's from Stranraer? Kevin yeah. Kyle. Yeah, I've spoke to him a few times. Right, it's, is that a weird it? voice, <laughs> a weird accent? Yes. Like, and it's and, and they all speak like that, and it's it's all very strange. So, hey, hello to all our Stranraer listeners who are listening to us for the final time, probably after that. So let's move on, shall we? La gente está muy loca. Right, VRWTF. Let's start with the Rangers match. Oh. Morelos, the shirt pull, initially oh. not called, overturned to a penalty. Was it a penalty? No. I'm not just saying that because I'm pals with James Penrice and his mum, but I thought it was harsh. I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was stupid. Like he pulls his shirt. But he's not ripping off his back, is he? You can't, you can't do that, though. Like I but, just think okay, it's a really stupid but, thing to do. If you're saying that's a penalty, then every corner kick, there's going to be a penalty and there's going to be 10 in a game. Aye. What do you mean, Aye. What do I mean? I, I mean, I. Well, well, we might you, well you, should, you shouldn't do that. Well, you might as well just have a penalty shirt competition instead of playing a game of football. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was a penalty. If that was given against you, you'd be raging. You I would be. I, I don't think I would. I genuinely don't think I would. In be. a World Cup final, Scotland are playing England. Yep. And Andy Robertson does that to Harry Kane. Yeah. And he gives a penalty after yeah. looking at VAR. I'd be like, what are you doing, Andy Robertson? What a stupid thing to do. Shut up. I genuinely, I genuinely thought it was It's a harsh, man. He, it was, it's, he kind of like, he held it with his forefinger in his stomach, he gave it a wee oh, tug. I actually thought the second yellow was very harsh. I agree with David Martindale on that one. I thought it was... I uh, thought that was very harsh. I mean, Rangers were easily the better team. Again, it was comfortable for them. The penalty turns the game slightly, although I still think Rangers would go in and win it. Yeah. But that gives them the wee, um, the boost to go 1-0 in at half-time and then they get the second yellow card as well. So, uh, Celtic penalty overturned after Jota was called for offside. It was initially awarded. I think everyone can see that he was offside. I think everyone was just a bit like, why is this taking so long? Even with the naked eye, you can see he's offside. Yeah. Why do they have to draw lines? Yeah. You can just look at it. You don't need to draw a line. Just confirm that he's offside and get on with the game. It took too long. So, Kyle Vassell. Sent off for Kilmarnock at Easter Road on Saturday. It was initially given as a yellow. It's one of the worst VAR decisions this season. I think. No, don't you dare say it. Don't can, you dare say it. I can see why they've given a red card for that. I can see. No, I don't think it was. I think it was a yellow right, card. Okay, you say you can see it, right? Okay, let me just put this to you. If John Beaton, who is a referee, after seeing it for the first time, Goes in his pocket and he gives him a straight red, right? Well, I gave him a yellow. If he gave him a straight red, I can see why he would have done that on first viewing, mm-hmm. on first instant. He gets the benefit of the doubt because he can go and look at it on VAR. Mm-hmm. He can then go, right, okay, maybe if I made a mistake, they're going to have a look at it. So not only does he get it wrong to begin with with a yellow card, because I don't even think it's a yellow card. I think it is. It's not, it's, not, it's not a yellow card. It's not. It doesn't even touch th- the Hibs boy. He's, I think he's, he's flicking the ball over his head. He even gets the ball. I've been reading the IFAB rules, which, oh, you're very, which, which you're very fond of quoting. That would class as dangerous play because is, he's, he's... Did he connect to him? His foot's very high. Did he connect? According to the IFAB rules, that doesn't matter. So John Bean gives a yellow card. So wait a minute, are you a fan of the IFAB rules or are you not a fan of the IFAB rules? 
The IFAB rules are there for a reason, but then you also have to take some common sense yeah. or a common sense approach to certain decisions. I, not every high boot is a red card, and that is not a red card. I thought it was a yellow card. So John Beaton gives a yellow. That was his first instinct. Let me give a yellow. Somebody in the VAR room goes, mm, I think you might have got that one wrong. Do you want to go and have a wee look at that again? John Bean goes and have a look. And I actually thought he's going to come back and go, nah, I'm sticking with my yellow. It's mm-hmm. fine. He gives him a red. Preposterous. Scandalous. Well, Derek McInnes was not a happy boy. You're in a sanitised room 50-odd mile away watching that over and over again and they're saying to the referee, you need to have a look at that and that's a red card or whatever. Game's going mad. That is not a red card. You know, I'm sick to death this far. It's, it's our turn this week. There'll be somebody else probably in Scotland suffered the day as well. And you know a dangerous challenge. You know a red card offence. You can sniff it. It was ridiculous and we've seen loads of them recently. I didn't sniff anything. He's bang on the money there. And Denny McInnes clearly wanted to say a lot more there. He was holding back. We can hear the anger in his voice. And as much as VAR have made mistakes since it's been introduced into Scottish football, the stats will show that it's actually improved the game and we've got more goals from it. But when they do get it wrong, they get it spectacularly wrong. And John Beaton, what are you thinking, my man? You got it right to begin with. Even I thought yellow was harsh. But it was yellow at most. I thought it was a yellow. And yeah, they'll obviously appeal that. And I think if they do win the appeal, which I think they will. They will. That'll be the second time this season that John Beaton has yes. done this exact same thing where he's gone across, looked at the monitor, sent somebody off. Yeah. And then they've appealed it and then it's been rescinded. Yeah. So we'll and it's going what... to happen again. So Beaton's going to have two decisions that he thought were red cards go against him. But he didn't think they were red cards initially. To begin with. Why is he so easily persuaded by VR? Crazy Stick with what you think Stick with what was your gut instinct at the time Yeah there was also the Ross County sending off on Saturday uh, Over at Edwards getting sent off So initially missed by the ref Upgraded to a red card It was a two foot challenge on Carson Got that one right? Yeah got that one right The Big Scottish Football Podcast With Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron Okay, dokie, it was Valentine's Day last week, so we posted on our Twitter feed at Big Football Scott. Give us your best shouts for if Scotch football were Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, uh, all we got was porno answers. So um it, it was it was ridiculous. I mean some of them were, were were not bad. Let's go through the ones we can actually read out. Hello to Michael Montignani who says, Cami Valentine's Day. <laughs> bottle of Rowan Vine. You may have a bottle of wine with your Valentine's date I got my wife a bottle of wine for Valentine's Day Ricky Spence says Romantic Bednar Roman Bednar Roman Bednar is a good player I liked him he scored a great header against Rangers at the near post when we were going for the league title under George Burley I was there that day I was in the media box and I jumped in the media box which is really quite unprofessional for somebody in the media to be jumping around like a fan you are quite unprofessional yeah I'm not apologising for it Cameron Garter and Nickers (laughs) <laughs> not bad That's not bad Tony what about it hen <laughs> and really it descends into chaos from, from now on Jamie Brennan says serenaden Megidi serenaden Megidi Aiden Megidi serenade yeah. I, I've never serenaded my wife have you ever serenaded your wife no I've not you never got down on your knee and sang to her no not at all I've always been tempted to do that scene from um, Top Gun you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. Show us your Willie column. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Ibrox of chocolates. 
and the Winch Premiership. The Winch is, Premiership. That's from Jamie Brennan as well. Do we still winch? See, when you've been with somebody for so long, do you still winch? A good winch. Yeah, I don't know. How, how long have you been with your wife now? Three years. Do you still winch? Eh, well, I, I barely see her because she's been and in she's LA. America. She's no. in America, so that makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah. Do you winch online? No. Like FaceTime winch? No. Winch is no. not. No. Craig says Paul shagging bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like. <laughs> D. Hughes says, hoping for your Carrollton Cole. <laughs> Sasa Hans, Ali McMoist. Chris Bett says, Stoner Goldson. <laughs> Stephen Pumphreys. <laughs> and Yanis Shaggy. <laughs> Crikey G says, Alfredo Morelovs. Morelovs. Uh-huh. Nicholas Raskin, you out on a date. <laughs> and Leon Kinky. Jamie Mack says Martin Shaghorn. <laughs> Jerry Taylor says Cameron Carter edible knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Roberts, Charlie Nicholas, Nicholas. Nicholas. Uh, yeah. Joe Hart, loads of Joe Hart's obviously. <laughs> Alexander Wilson, Kyogo Jelly or K Y Yogo Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God Almighty! Alexander Wilson as well. Emilio Jezagiri. <laughs> JD says Willie Flood. <laughs> Brian Stalker, Peter Lovenhands. <laughs> Simon McQueenie, he says, Bolly, bull and get your holy. <laughs> and Sam McElwain says, if Scottish football were Valentine's Day, we'd all be heartbroken and single. So there you are. <laughs> Who's today's winner? You and Cameron. You're it wasn't them. very good. I mean, it was it was filth. That's what it was. <laughs> they're all winners. They're, they're all winners. Yeah, well you're done. all winners. Well done. well done to everybody. Thanks for taking part. You horny bastards. <laughs> Still are you. For next week's podcast, we want to know your best suggestions for if Scottish football were a crisp. Okay. I like a kettle crisp. Okay. Oh, sh- oh, Stuart kettle crisp. Well. Yeah. Oh, I just thought you did a good. Well I done. Stuart well done. Kettle crisp. Well. You did a funny. Well done, you. Other examples include Nick Nakamura's. Nick Nakamura's. Yes, yes, I like yeah, that, Nick Yeah. Uh, Tony Watsits. Yes. Gary Hula Hoops. Ours. I did down commentary. Gary Hula Hoopers. I said, "Hoop hoop hooray for Celtic." When Celtic scored against Rangers. Cheese and Omionga. Cheesy Omionga. Cheesy Omionga. Che- cheese and Omionga. What's cheese and Omionga? Like cheese and onion. Oh. Bojan Mioff skips. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's inter- it's, I'm sorry, it's not producer Chris, it's intern Chris now after that. I uh, know puns on your not your forty, Chris. And, clearly, um, you've you've just proven that very, very clearly. Thankfully, our punters will know exactly what to do with exactly. that. Exactly. So keep an eye on our Twitter feed at Big Football Scott, and we'll put a post up, and you can leave your suggestions underneath that. Sure, Kel Welchett. Let's have a wee look ahead to the weekend coming, the Viaplay Cup final at Hamden. Great game in prospect. Rangers versus Celtic. Who wins? Rangers have got problems in midfield. It's well documented just now. And if you stop Cal McGregor playing, you've got a great chance of winning the cup final. Rangers did that 
really well against Celtic at Ibrox in the 2-2 game. I think if they can stop McGregor and they can get a couple of players back, Rangers have a great chance. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be tight. I think it could even go to extra time. Could even go to penalties. I think it's going to be a good game though. I think it'll be end-to-end. First trophy of the season up for grabs. Celtic going for the treble because they're clearly going to win the league unless something dramatic happens there. And they're in a great position to win the Scottish Cup. They've got a tricky tie against Hearts, but the way Hearts are playing just now, they'll pump us. So, yeah, great game. Intriguing game. Both teams unbeaten since Michael Beale came into power. So somebody's got to lose. Something's got to give. And I wouldn't put any money on either of them because I think it's too close to call. So I'll watch it as a fan, but I won't be betting on it. Okay. Because I don't know who's going to win it. Who's it more important for? Bale. Bale needs it. You think he needs it more than... Needs it way more than uh, Ange Postacoglu because he's got the league in the bag. He's got Champions League to look forward to again next season. He's already won the league at Celtic. They're playing the best brand of football in Scotland just now. There's a lot going right for Celtic. Yeah, the Celtic fans would be upset, angry and annoyed if they don't win the first part of the treble that they hope to get this year. But for that reason, I think Beale needs to win this to stop any chance of Celtic winning the treble. So you think all the pressure's on on Rangers? All the pressure's on Rangers and Michael Beale. And I think the Rangers fans' um, sign at Livingston has added to that pressure, reminding them we've only had two trophies in 11 years get your act together we need this trophy on Sunday if Celtic were to win on Sunday where would that leave Michael Beale and Rangers would it just be get to the end of the season win the Scottish Cup they'll be right Scottish Cup next and get closer to Celtic in the league it won't change anything at Rangers as long as they're competitive and they're in it and there's nothing in it I mean Michael Beale is I know the performances haven't always been all that good no they haven't but you can't really argue with the results. He's only dropped points. Against Celtic. Against Celtic, and he's won every other match. And a lot of Rangers managers have turned up at Livingston and struggled. He won that quite comfortably on Saturday, 3-0. So, yeah, they're heading in the right direction. They made some interesting signings. I like Cantwell. Raskin looks all right. So I think we're in for a cracking game on Sunday, but I'm not going to predict who's going to win it because I've no got a clue. Do you want to predict? I think it'll be very tight. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it could go extra time penalties. I mean, they've got players in the forward areas on both sides that can hurt you. Cantwell, Kent, Sakala, Morelos, Cholak. And then you look at Celtic and the options that they've got up front with Maeda, Kiego, Jota, Abada. Maeda, yeah, they've got some great options, haven't they, as well? So, yeah, I think there'll be goals and I think it'll be a good game. Okay, okay. Any other business? What you got on this week? Is that the last thing we're talking about? Last thing we're talking about, yeah. No, nah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm all good. You're, I, you're leaving us on Thursday. I'm leaving us on Thursday. Don't worry, I will be back. But um, you're away to see your wife. I'm away. <laughs> it's, I, away, it's away to snog. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait for a winch. And then, who you got next week? You need a guest host. Who could I ask? Ask anyone you want. I don't really care. Because I don't really want to host it. I'd rather just sit where I'm sitting now. But do I have you, to host it? You'll need to host it, I'm ah, afraid. Ah, nightmare. Yeah, so you'll need some. I have no idea who we're going to get to replace you, mate. Yeah. You're I'm a hard one to replace. Irreplaceable. You know, I'm like uh, Ian Holloway. You know? <laughs> 
This has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you as always, you and Cameron. A huge thank you to you for all listening as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast. You can rate us as well. Give us five stars. That'd be really good. Lots of people have. Yeah, loads of people have, so please do that. And keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football were crisps. Get your tweets in. We'll be back at the usual time next week with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Won't be with me, though. It'll be you and Cameron and a mystery guest. Find out who it is next week. (laughs) No idea. On the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Bye-bye. See you in a few.